Welcome to our worship today from Seal Church. Our thanks today go to Vanessa Griffiths and Kevin Bright for our readings and to the choristers of St Martin in the Fields for our hymns. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. 
Amen. During this season of Christmas tide, we're reminded that Christ is the light of the world, the light that shines in the darkness, and no darkness could overcome it. And so we have confidence to bring to God the darkness in ourselves, the things which we regret or feel ashamed of, knowing that God always loves and will forgive us. The Bible says the sun of righteousness has dawned with healing in his wings. And so let us come to the light of Christ, confessing our sins in penitence and faith, saying together, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal Father, who at the baptism of Jesus revealed him to be your Son, anointing him with the Holy Spirit, Grant to us who are born again by water and the Spirit that we may be faithful to our calling as your adopted children. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm today is Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, you gods, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, ascribe to the Lord the glory due to his name, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters, the God of glory thunders, the Lord is upon the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is a powerful voice, the voice of the Lord is a voice of splendour. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedar trees. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Mount Hermon like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord splits the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the oak trees writhe and strips the forest bare. And in the temple of the Lord all are crying glory. The Lord sits enthroned above the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forevermore. The Lord shall give strength to his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, 
John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved, with you I am well pleased. Thanks be to God. In the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. The earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, said our Old Testament reading today. Well, I guess that's a pretty good summary of how the world feels to many people right now. Insurrection in the USA, Covid almost overwhelming the NHS, uncertainty everywhere, fear for the future and many of the familiar landmarks of our lives just swept away. The social interactions, the activities which give shape to our days and weeks. And lurking in the wings, of course, the devastation of climate change, which dwarfs all of this. The challenges are huge and real, and we can often feel very small in the face of them, whirled about in that formless void, out of our depths in that deep, dark water. Perhaps Covid has come as a particular shock to the people of the developed world, because many of us, much of the time, have had the luxury of living relatively stable, comfortable lives. That's not to say that there isn't poverty and desperation around us, but we're used to having a more or less functioning government, a health service and social support. There's an assumption that the vulnerable should be cared for, even if we don't always do a very good job of living up to it. But that isn't so everywhere. Yemen, for example, has endured decades of instability and civil war, abject poverty and almost unimaginable suffering, and now has Covid to deal with on top of it. Sadly, it's a story that's repeated in many parts of the world, where... As throughout human history, people live with the knowledge that they are just one bad storm, one failed crop, one bomb or stray bullet away from disaster. Life is precarious, uncontrollable. That formless void, those waters of chaos are ever-present, and perhaps we've been more aware of that this year than we have before. The people for whom today's Old Testament passage was written the opening words of the book of Genesis, lived with that knowledge too. They came from a time when the people of Israel were in exile in Babylon, when they'd lost their homeland, their temple, their whole way of life. 
And yet their response to this wasn't to despair. It was to tell stories. The old stories which had shaped the nation and the faith that they worried they might lose. Most of the big stories of what we call the Old Testament, the stories of Noah, of Abraham, Joseph, Moses and the rest, were gathered together and shaped anew during this exile, as people were reminded of the bigger story of God's call to them and God's faithfulness. In some ways, their stories resembled those of other ancient cultures around them. The Babylonians, among whom they lived, also told a story of the creation of the world, which started with a formless void and the waters of chaos. But though the opening words were the same, the way it continued was very different. The Babylonian story, like many ancient creation myths, started with great battles between the gods, which could have gone many different ways. And human beings, who were created to do the work of the gods, the work that they didn't want to do for themselves. But the book of Genesis doesn't have any of that. Instead, there's simply the declaration by God, let there be light, and there is light. He says that the waters should be separated by dry land, and it's so, that there should be plants and birds and animals of all kinds, and to crown it all, that there should be people, made in God's image, to be loved and celebrated and enjoyed for themselves. And it's all good, says God. The Jewish idea of God was very different from any of the civilizations around them for all the things they had in common. The Jewish scriptures spoke of one God, enthroned above the flood, as today's psalm put it, in command, however stormy the weather might seem down below. There's no conflict, there's no question about who is going to win this struggle. His people are ultimately safe in his hands. That doesn't mean, of course, that nothing bad will ever happen to them. Remember, these words were written by and for people who'd lost everything. But those who wrote the Bible believed and affirmed that the end would never be in doubt. The scriptures proclaim that we matter to God. And so does everyone and everything we share this planet with. We're not mistakes or accidents or tools to be valued simply for what we can do. We are God's good creation. That idea can profoundly shape our lives if we take it seriously. It can give us hope in desperate times. Dignity even when we're face down in the mud. A reason to love and value not only our friends but also our enemies because they're fellow children of God. If we matter to God, we should also matter to each other. We're of value not because of what we can do but because of who God is, a God who loves his creation. And that brings us to today's gospel story. It's another story involving water, the story of the baptism of Jesus. John the Baptist's baptism symbolised the washing away of sin. So on one level, Jesus didn't need it. There was nothing to wash away. But nonetheless, Jesus insisted it should happen. Christians believe that in Jesus, God shared the whole of our experience, including the experience of being out of our depth in the waters of chaos, real or symbolic, that Genesis speaks of. The feeling that we're being overwhelmed, drowning in an ocean of complexity and mess. 
Jesus would share that experience too as he died on the cross, drowning in the hatred of those who had him crucified, with the darkness of death closing over his head. At that point, perhaps he would need especially to remember the words his father spoke to him back at the beginning as he came up out of Jordan's waters. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. God hadn't abandoned him, wouldn't abandon him, couldn't abandon him, no matter what it felt like, because he wasn't a God who abandoned his children, not ever. What makes that message even more powerful is that God speaks these words to Jesus before he's done anything that we might think deserved praise or even notice. He hadn't preached a word or healed anyone at the point when John baptised him. All that lay ahead. He was beloved just because he existed. God was well pleased with him just because he existed. And that's not just a message for Jesus, it's a message for all of us. We're all beloved, we're all blessed, we're all held by a God who doesn't abandon his children, not because we've deserved it or earned it, but simply because we exist and he's that kind of God. And everyone else is beloved and blessed too, however hard we might find it to believe that sometimes. There's no easy route through the difficult times we're facing at the moment, but the message of the Bible is that we're not facing them alone, and that even if we drown, even when we are swallowed up by failure or weakness or trouble, or ultimately, of course, by death, the God who is enthroned above the floods will bring us through those deep waters to new life and new creation by his love. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Lord, we thank you for your steadfast love to us and all you have made. Help us to treasure your works, including ourselves, and to trust your promises of love that cannot fail. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for your church throughout the world for all who affirm and try to live out your message of love. We pray that as we are separated from each other by Covid, we'll remember that we are held together in your love. Show us how to nourish and sustain our faith while we are apart, that it might become ever more embedded in our daily lives. Give wisdom to church leaders as they make decisions about whether churches can meet. Bless us all wherever we are and make each place in which we worship your temple a place for meeting with you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for the people of the United States at this time of crisis and change. Give wisdom to those in authority that there might be a peaceful handover of power. We pray for an openness to truth, that there might be healing of divisions. And we pray especially for churches and church leaders, that they might promote peace and tolerance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for all who are working to spearhead the fight against Covid, for medical researchers, 
for those who are organising and delivering vaccinations, for medical staff who are caring for the sick, that they might find rest and support, for all key workers who are keeping our essential services going, and for each of us that you would show us how to live responsibly and care for one another in this difficult time. Give your people the blessing of peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we pray for those who are ill and for those who are anxious or lonely. We pray for all who are facing death, that they will know that they are in your hands. Comfort and heal those who are in need and support all who are caring for family members or worrying about them from afar. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Lord, we entrust into your keeping all who have died and those who mourn their loss. We thank you for those whom we love but see no longer and pray that we might share with them in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray with confidence as our Saviour has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. During this season of Christmastide, we remember that Jesus is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. His name reminds us that even though we may be separated from one another, we are united in God, who holds us all in his hands. The Bible says, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the Prince of Peace. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us pray. God our Father, your word has come among us in the Holy Child of Bethlehem. May the light of faith illumine our hearts and shine in our words and deeds, through him who is Christ the Lord. Amen. And now Christ, who by his incarnation gathered into one things earthly and heavenly, fill you with peace and goodwill, and make you to share in the divine nature. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you, and remain with you always. Amen.